why I overstayed a film was shot in front of a live studio audience. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, every single fucking Star Wars and Marvel shit has just just pure garbage. Oh, no, no, there's been a couple of them I liked. Cool. Oh yeah, you've watched every Disney. Plus. I've watched. Yeah, well, yeah, pop, open, pop open your collar, man. You're the only one with oh, not showing skin. Yeah, show us those, those ginger pubes. Give yeah. skin, baby. Yeah. Welcome back, guys, yeah, to like... another episode, the 100th episode. What the fuck are we doing with our lives that we have recorded 100 episodes of this bullshit? 100 episodes and have not gotten nobody... better intros at all. <laughs> nobody, uh, nobody... There was a stretch where we got pretty good and then like we regressed. I don't think we've ever gotten good, but we're here. We love each other. Um, happy 100, guys. With the yeah, happy Joe. 100. Hey, Taking it back, I got a beer this time. I was going to say, taking was... it back, what are you guys drinking? Oh, uh, I'm drinking Montucky Cold Snack. Oh, it's also uh, Pride Month. Uh, they're donating, I don't know, 10% of their mm, proceeds. It's Pride process. Month, so I'm drinking the Simply Spiked Lemonade. Ooh, I, I like I, that it's blurred. Yeah, yeah. No sponsors, no free sponsors. As usual, classics. I'm double fisting some rosé, some Miller Lite, and, you know, TJ throughout the episode. The classic. All right. Um, like we uh, also the follow us. The thingamajig is here. Yeah, and the yeah. thingamajig is in the download. All right. So a fair warning to anybody that so happens to want to hear about Tu Wong Fu and you should want to listen about it. It's a fun movie. Uh, the timestamps are down below because we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about each other. Yeah. Like, last few questions are first. Guys. Tu Wong Fu and like favorite queer film will be at the end of the episode of more normal, not so self indulging. Yeah. yeah. This this episode this episode first. is for our yeah. for our biggest fans, and our biggest fans are right now recording. Um. So <laughs> this <laughs> this first part is for us. So let's I start actually, off. I'm wearing the shirt from the intro because, and I acted like someone would even notice. <laughs> I am. <laughs> the only person, the only person who noticed was when I came down the stairs, and my wife like visually registered disgust when she saw it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there is no secret that even though this podcast uh, never took off like we knew it wouldn't, there's no secret that we have by far the best. Thumbnail artist in the Stop. game, which Stop. is Chindango over there. Uh, if you need, if you need thumbnails, Don't it's a hundred, hundred, hundred and fifty a pop. Yeah, that's fine. Hundred fifty a pop. I got you. I got oh, 70, you. Okay. 75 if you're nice. 
Also, yeah, 10%, 10% enjoy, goes to the poll podcast. If you enjoy pieces of art, like, say, my Twitter avatar, the Dr. Zebi is Dr. Zayas, also Joe's beautiful art. And to commemorate the 100th uh, thumbnail, I don't know what the thumbnail is going to be. Here's it's in a... his head. But we're going to mention our favorite thumbnails, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be uh, first with saying The Muppets. The Muppets oh, episode yeah. is by far one of my favorite fucking... Yeah. That was Pieces actually my avatar at Christmas time. Me as the Miss Piggy. Yeah. Piggy that is a piece of art. The way that all of us are in the Muppet I, uh, world. I remember doing that um, that thumbnail and like showing because Brian. It really works because Brian is Miss Piggy. And like and yeah. like I think it was Laura going like, yeah, see, it's kind of offensive because you're like you know like, and I'm like he doesn't care. I was like, that was the first time I'd ever heard I was fat. Did you know that? I never. <laughs> and you know, I don't even think it was that. It was like, this just fits well. Like, it's like it's not a skin tone. It was it's not a fat joke. Blending into the Miss Piggy. <laughs> well, those uh, the little insight, little insight in, in the good point, Brian. Good point, Brian. We gotta uh, get one in. <laughs> the little insight in the thumbnails. Those are the funnest to do. The most fun, like where you got to fo- we got to Photoshop our face onto something, and it like works, and then yeah. you could like play with a font and stuff. Yeah. That's that's like the the fun to do. Uh, like inside point, you know how you can tell if you're lazy when it's the ones I've been doing where I put like the poster to the right or left, and then I put the name, yeah. and it's minimally done, and it looks nice, but it's the bare minimum. That's that's but that's just, e- that's even a hundred percent more more efficient or. Or more professional, I should say, than most of the fucking YouTube thumbnails that you see around. Well, I think our, our early thumbnails are rough. Although, I'll be honest. Yeah. They're they're, uh, they're like they're we're collages. Trying, we're trying to mimic like other places with collages of things we're talking yeah. about, where it's like the Joker, and then but then Kurt Russell for some reason hanging out, you know, and it's yeah. <laughs> what about you, Brian? What's your one That's of your fair. favorites? Oh. uh... You brought up a recent one that we did actually mimic a uh, a trend in YouTube. Our slapstick men uh, oh, reacting. Yes. Yeah, that was that's a very that's a recent one that I think was really funny and good. And then uh, farther back, if you go back to find the Lord of the Rings episode, uh, Joe, oh, that's my hat raising his hand. That's my personal Tyler. favorite. I think that was the first time. Really incorporated one of us on it, on a uh, on an episode. Yeah, and it was clean and like the pictures are good. I was I was a, I'm a fan of that one, not just because I'm in love with myself. <laughs> Speaking of all, my favorite one, Joe centric. Anyway, I was also gonna say where he was Drew Barrymore. That's a good one too. Yeah, I got that one in my <laughs> list. Yes, never <laughs> been kissed. Where he's like this and the hair is so fucking off putting. Yeah. It's so well done too. The amount of times I've uh, for like those I go like I'm sure you guys have done to your like wives or girlfriends and been like I need you to take a photo of me in this position. I'm like, huh? And you're like, yeah. Just... Um, I'm also TJ. Yeah, TJ. Sorry, I got you. No, no, I could talk about it all. Day. Well, I was to say it's just Joe said he's much as he loves himself. I mean, it's the ones that kind of are centric, you know, around me, all me. The best one's probably just my That's the most iconic one. That was just, <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite thumbnail of anyone we've done because it looks like you're in the uh, shot. Yeah. 
And like, also, with the and TJ's shirt, the Monster Squad one. Yes. You're front and center on that one, too. We're all in it, but you've got the featured spot. <laughs> and just like all those, because you would get a tech, uh, message from Joe, and he'd be like, just send me a bunch of angles in your face. <laughs> yeah. Like, always great at it. And I'd just be like, I got the two. And then Joe would just kind of make do with... Uh, yeah, when I was in the apartment, there was a day that I was just drunk, and he had... Two days ago, we had recorded, and he said, "Like, send me a couple." And I sent like fucking twenty fucking pictures of myself, and I ended oh, up being in like ten fucking thumbnails in a row. Is, oh well, that that's where one of my favorite comes in of uh, the Sixth Sense one, where it's just two figures. <laughs> of you. Yes. I also the Total Recall one is a very good Yousef focused yeah. yeah. one as well. Yeah, it's fun. It's really fun to do. Thanks for you know always the call out of the thumbnails. Um, yeah, Yusuf made all those faces, and that's why, like, it, and some of them are so silly. Uh, even that, I'm looking through at them now to refresh. Like, the heavyweights one is just Yusuf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are, are the guys in the background, or am I misremembering that? The, we're, we're all the guys uh, carrying Lars. We're I don't, the yeah. sandwich. Yeah. I think, no, we're carrying TJ. I'm sorry. It's, like, me and you, and then I think I left two of the cast members, and then TJ. As... Now, I, I don't know if I'm wrong or right. We lost an episode, right? Did we lose an episode of the City Slickers one? Or did we yeah, there was, yeah, but we did have a good thumbnail. Do we have a good thumbnail? We do. Pop that up. I, let me see if I can find it. Yeah. Um, we do have a good thumbnail for City Slickers. I just remember and uh, we, we, we lost City Slickers, which in, in theory it should have been. Yeah, last week. Last week should have been the 100th episode, right? Yeah. Or no, we, we kept counting. We kept counting either way. Yeah, oh, we didn't, we didn't roll up. back. We yeah, up the count. Yeah, um, but what the one that we truly miss in terms of thumbnails is the one of Brian. This is just Brian like this. Yeah, my face is just on there. We just never. We don't have a picture for it. Which because the, the video went the up. Place. The video went up without a thumbnail. <laughs> oh, I never even realized that. that. I'm uh, I, uh, I was laughing as I was going through looking at the gorgeous thumbnails. I was laughing at our inscrutable titles. Like, no wonder the show never took off. You'd never know what the fucking show <laughs> yeah. is ever about. You like, could you no, know, there's no way you can ever tell from the title of the show what it's about. No. no. I thank God for the thumbnails because I was like, what the hell movie is this even? <laughs> yes. Because it, 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 also it also could we and that, also present ourselves as a contribution. Yeah. We could also yes. present Ryan ourselves. Is the as a bad like sketches of these movies too with these thumbnails like with the yeah. pun and this thumbnails i just sent you guys for reference to some of the later the shitty slickers so you can see for the record i didn't add that mets logo that's the fucking po- that's on the poster Ooh, you guys see that sexy picture of billy crystal he had things like all ripped he had like abs and shit it was all yeah was i saw that it was like his yeah, when, he was, when he was with uh mc ryan throws and, uh, me yeah he was getting uh, first getting... thumbnail uh, before I, I don't know why I didn't ask you, uh, Joe, to make one. I or, think you were just like I did the very first episode. Thumbnail. I think Shitty has two T's in it though. Yeah, it's never aired. <laughs> yeah. There's no proof. <laughs> that happens. Also, a little peel back. I'll send a thumbnail in our chat. Be like, here, look at this, and I'm either go, oh, don't use that one, and then notice an error. Um. No, it's weird. They we yeah, first kind of like early. It's really fun to go to the YouTube page and look. Like there's a pattern we were going with, and then like we broke, and then we were like, it's more fun, and then been more like either a mashup of the poster that we're trying to mimic yeah. with like the font. That's always fun. 
or like minimalist with just like a, a big component to it, which is good yeah. too. Um, like I'm looking at like uh, the League of Their Own we did, and I'm like, why the hell did I? It's a good thumbnail without the crowded uh, photoshopped people on below. Blade two. Blade two, yeah. Uh, uh, stop uh, mentioning because I'm not gonna put everybody in there. All right, no, next no. topic. He's lost all. He's just edited. Uh, fl- you know, know what's a good one though? The American Pie one includes all of us. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and then last, last one. Yeah, there no more. Yo. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. And uh, then from uh, American Pie on, I'm not gonna. Edit. All right, I was just gonna say, and our flybys are pretty. The flyby ones are pretty good too. The flybys are amazing. Those are the best ones. The Planet of the Apes one, the flyby one is so good. Because <laughs> well, I just take that's ones are easy because I just I'm find. Adding, I'm, American Pie was the last one. And, and <laughs> them together. Fuck you. All right, next up topic. Topic. Oh shit. Whose topic is it? What's the topic? Because there was also another thing you were going to talk uh, about. Favorite? Uh, oh, uh, what? I, well, this this should be the topic. TJ, the what we talk about most, the viewers probably hate us. Oh, like the thing that like oh. you bring up or that we talk. Oh. Again, what has kept us from breaking through and becoming the best podcast of all time? Because yeah. they just locked in on shit. Obviously, there's ones off the top of my head that you know, but. I'm sure other than the three people that listen to this, other than ourselves, people definitely get sick of hearing us talk about. So if you guys off the top of your heads, what is the one, like the movies or topics or characters or actors, just anything what we talk about? What's the thing you think we talk about the most? <laughs> Fucking Child's Play. Child's Play and Prometheus. <laughs> Shut the fuck up about Child's Play. It's, it's, no, never. I like I'm it. Never. I like Child's Play. I'm never. starting to hate it. Shut the fuck up about it. No. Well, Guess what, buddy? It's only gonna get brought up more later in this in this podcast. <laughs> if Chucky uh, comes, a uh, Chucky season two comes out, I'm gonna start a show on this channel <laughs> where I go every, I'm gonna recap every episode. <laughs> Actually, your thumbnail, Brian, like, great idea. <laughs> uh, that could be a flyover. We, we gotta, it gotta be a fly flyover. Mm. So it could be a fear adjacent. We're like uh, we're like this the the secrets of Dumbledore. The, 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 we're stuck with the with that naming convention. We're stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, now we're stuck with it. We got to figure it out. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that's just one of those things. Like any podcast, the hosts have their favorites. They have the things you know they're going to bring up at certain times. They have. I don't think that's that big of a deal. What probably turns off the most people is. Anytime we have to tackle any kind of social topic, yeah. because we're four cis, middle-aged, mostly white males, like, it's just, we're not in the group to, like, have a, a on most of the social stuff. Like, no. we're going to talk queer movies later, and that, not that we're not allowed to like queer movies or anything, but also, like, nobody wants to hear white dudes <laughs> talk about, shut up, Movies you like, you know, Colin. Oh, Brian's <laughs> internet is wild. Brian, your internet's back. To I feel like I feel like we're in the first episodes again, man. <laughs> Are we circling back to the beginning? Is this what is happening? So what, Brian? Just to sum up, if anyone's listening, you need to understand. What Brian's <laughs> Brian trying to say is is no one wants to hear what what straight white men have to say, <laughs> and that was all his his recap is what he just put it there. Um, uh, no, I I don't know. I think we just bring up things and I. I'm sure, I'm sure it gets exhausting when some of us probably have like 
the same answer from every time. Like, yeah. I know I'll throw it and be like, yeah, yeah, let me like uh, bring up a fucking uh, Zodiac again. It's an underrated uh, gem, and it's not. But I, you yeah. know, <laughs> hey, you know, you're allowed to like movies. <laughs> yeah, that's Whoa. like constantly. It's just we're not constantly. Just I don't know because we right into the problem or just the lack thereof of topics sometimes and we will regurgitate some things and just kind of reword it but then our answer is kind of fall in that sometimes too but also who gives a fuck yeah who cares we're also just four idiots but we yeah. talk like the negativeness of me and the snyder stuff man like it's, that just, gone in it's fun for a while but like yeah, yeah I think I think we really lean into Snyder and the Joker for a while. It was yeah. a it, it was a good teat of, of of content for maybe five or six episodes in a row. Yeah. I mean if you look at if you look at our thumbnails, the Joker you appears a lot. <laughs> the early ones because that we when we really focused on like early episodes of news, that was the only news. I mean, this yeah. for four years that we've been doing this. It was the only news for two fucking years of like New leaked of the Joker. You hear this? Yeah, it's about uh, yeah, I, feel like, I feel like the the best example of us like talking shit about the the internet was the bracket that we did of like the dumbest uh, internet fights that people get into, oh. and we really fucking laid into the DC people and and the Star Wars cocks for 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 I think an hour and a half. We talked so much shit that day. Yeah, but I, we kept I we kept that, bringing it up. I, that happened when I was watching Obi-Wan. I'm watching the first episode of Obi-Wan with Harrison. And we're just kind of, like, talking about, like, where the show starts and, like, what, you know, where in the air. You know, it's kind of reminding him there's a little thing at the beginning. And then I find myself, like, ranting for ten minutes about <laughs> how, like, Star Wars sucks now because you don't make art for the fans. You make art and then fans find it and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, they just sucked all the fun right the fuck out of it. <laughs> they did. I I. I like what I love about our show too. Um, I guess this is go with the topic, but because what Brian was saying is, uh, we don't do the thing that made being fandom modernly modernly like exhausting, where it's like we have all these come here and we're like these theories and speculate and then build this shit up in our head of why we didn't like it, and then we all go to see Star Wars and we go, well, that's not the toys. Yeah, I was that's why. Play with. That's why. That's why we're not famous. That's but what... but that's why we're all saying. <laughs> uh, I hate that and the oversaturation of fucking podcasts as a whole. Yeah, I'm just also, yes, wildly, I would say in general too negative, just not, we don't like enough new stuff to really get popular. We would have to like love, you know what I mean? All the new stuff. No, yeah. And also I think it's the format of what we decide to do. And I, and I love this format is like, it's just a book club where one, one person is forcing the other people to watch the movie that they want. And we tend to pick old movies, random movies like TA or obscure movies like Brian's. Um, that it's funny. I was thinking about it. Don't drive. We going, yeah. We were going, I was going through to like figure out for the questions later. And I realized at the beginning of the show, I'm like, oh, this is the era of the show where we're all doing the same thing too. Yes. Like we're all just kind of like trying to pick the worst movie and punish each other. And I like the movie. Uh, we, we pretty quickly evolved away from that. And that got more of like, like you're talking about where everybody has their own vibe of the type of movies they pick. And like, yeah. we all, we mix it up, but like, you know, there's more of a, yeah. I, and I like that a lot better. I was looking back at some of my old picks and I was like, eh, like, eh. <laughs> yeah, wasted, really. Yeah, like, time, time RoboCop 3, really? Why? That was early. 
That was like episode three. You know what? You know what thing probably people are super tired of? The DVD fucking bunker. Like, shut the yeah. fuck I, up, bro. Bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. Yeah. First of all, someone would have to even know it exists to get tired of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember one episode where I, I literally went through the trouble of bleeping every time you said DVD bunker <laughs> in the episode. That's <laughs> more ever. What's funny is the people were probably, they're probably going to look up what it, we were even talking about. You know what? You went through an episode of Yusuf once where you you transcribed word for word what he reviewed a yes. movie as once. Yeah. That was a great bit. Uh, that was for uh, the long kiss goodbye. That, I never yeah. put that much effort in anything we've ever done. Uh, I literally just, actually that's not true. I, I listened to the entire episode and I just wrote every single point Brian made, and I just kept like hearing the conversation and waiting for like okay this sentence kind of makes sense in here I'm just gonna interject and just read off. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I do, this true. I did have a lot of good points though. Obviously, Brian, we have the whole thing where you didn't think it was going to last. Um, oh, absolutely. Like, I, I, I tried to, like, obviously mimic some, like, podcast styles of, like, doing the voice. And there was a moment where I had a noise, like, thing on my phone to do, like, a, a soundboard. And you guys were just like, what the fuck are we doing? What are you doing? Yep. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't that's... remember that at all. I probably got my own quit. So two or three, it was like the Tom Cruise scream from the Mummy, and I kept trying to like insert it. And you're like, I kind of remember that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, you're like that's what worked. Because then by that like third episode, we we're like, oh, someone picks a different movie and leads it each time, and then I always topic and all that shit. It's crazy. It's weird that first ten episodes, let's call them five, six. I remember I learned early on can't get trash to go on. It just doesn't work. Yeah, we uh, we we got and, crashed very early on. And then and then and then we I think I really hit our stride like when we like all like the show came together. I always put it as those Halloween episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. You in know. between the first two Halloween episodes, is probably like where the show really kind of got. And started. and it's funny that I, like we're slow going. We only buy weekly, so you know we took our time. We yeah. but. You know, I didn't want to get sappy or sentimental or anything. I'm no, still I'm, not go- I'm still not going to. Um, but I did that. Stop I it! I was fully thinking back to what TJ was saying about how you're gonna like how I didn't expect it, and I didn't. I was like, oh, this is gonna be one of those things where yeah. we'll do this for a couple of weeks and it'll fall apart. And this has been sincerely a very fulfilling friendship and much more satisfying than I think any. I, I definitely I ever expected it to yeah. be. So. Thanks, boys. Let's now yeah, yeah, topic. Honestly, the the most surreal thing that we've done, I thought Pittsburgh would be the top thing surreal, like fucking four strangers sleeping in the same house. We really didn't know each other. Like one of us could have easily killed all of us. You um, guys killed me easily. We yeah, you were dead. You were you almost we, killed yourself. You, you rolled over and showed your belly. It was very yeah. <laughs> but the most surreal thing that I've done is like former friendship through a podcast was essentially like. We're just putting it out into the world our conversations because this is not technically a podcast. It's just us shooting the shit, yeah. which is all podcasts essentially. But this is um, like our DMs only we did. Yeah, but uh, but recorded. But being stone drunk out of my head at Joe's wedding was the most <laughs> surreal thing. It's like <laughs> I met this guy four years ago on the internet. What the fuck am I doing here? This is his most intimate. I- Special picture. moment, and I'm here. And I'm here for like one of the biggest events of his life. Yep. Yeah, it was great. I, that's we, talk, what I was in. And we talk about the Joker together. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I say is like I, uh, I would ride or like truly ride or die for you guys. Like oh, you guys are for you four guys are more important than majority of people I know or you know 
uh, interact with. Um, so well, like the fact that like, you guys I, did that. The originally, older you get, the harder it is to form close friendships, or like the less often it happens. Yeah. Especially organically, if you're a person like me, I never, I'm never chasing that. So like it has to happen very organically, or I just like, nope, I'll just keep to myself. I'm cool. So I forced that on Brian though. I, I was, okay, to be I was, fair, was there was a little bit of that, but <laughs> I yeah. you happen oh, to be right this time. I kept, I, think... I kept, I kept like pinching him against the wall. I was like, hey, and he's like, like, a oh, little, yeah. like a little too familiar, you know. Like, <laughs> Like, like, I, like, he, okay, you're being, you're funny, but it's, it's like, and I get it from the mean thing. I just knew other. that you were the one to get to the show. I wanted to get to the fight game show. Oh, I was like, yeah. I'm going to go, th- I'm going to go through this motherfucker. Um, uh, what's great too is over four years, like we've all had, and it's any, uh, you know, we're also friends, but we're also, you know, creative partners and whatnot, had the ups and the downs of, of great times some some never big fights but fights this and that and like that's just a what being friends and like life is yeah about. Yo, so i did recently <laughs> i was having a bad day and, and opinionated <laughs> and you were having a bad day too and i was like oh shit i'm so sorry <laughs> uh but um the, all topic. Other, uh, the one topic i want to bring up is the where we really fucking hit it and we even got the dm from christian harloff because he was upset when we parodied the Schmodown. And, yes. and TJ had to get in direct contact. And he was like, yo, what the hell? To the point where then TJ and I went to the live show. He recognized TJ. And then he sent another DM and brought it up on their like Collider like podcast show uh-huh. that we've been like, uh-huh. we settled this shit. This was Dude, cool. I went so hard on those things. Yeah. Like, I really fucking... You guys, like lived the, the the personalities of the the prototypes of the of the people that answered the questions but i was like fully on making fun of christian harlow like just his money like desperation for money like the bit i even bought a fucking square to put on my on my phone <laughs> and i kept charging you guys credit cards <laughs> um the oh, fact I mean, that so the fact I had to I had to put that fucking cha ching thing in every time that <laughs> it was such a good bit. The, the I get fact... to work on my Jay Washington, so that was yeah. Jay yeah. yeah. and uh, you did also no, you did Roche. Uh, I did that Roche. Was all right. Yeah, I just did yeah. a generic uh, sunglasses. the sunglasses guy, right? You and, did which could be yeah, any of one of any a of dozen them. men, but. <laughs> I, that that was that was really so, fun. Um, that was a very fun and very specific bit. I remember Lon. I remember us sharing it and Lon being like, "You know, I'm on this show." Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like God bless Lon and Janine for understanding yeah, what they get what it. Doing. Uh, yeah. But the fact that I, you know, like creators of the Schmodown at that time sat down and watched that parody, <laughs> and we're probably, like, "What is this? Are they complimenting the fact us?" That somebody had to watch us do it. Is so funny because <laughs> somebody's job was to sit down and watch us do it it's like do you see this i heard you're taking shots at us and it's like because like we could have put that up and no one could have ever seen it but like i made the thumbnail to mimic their logo at the time you know like like what was the name what was the name of the show smackdown we uh we uh we made title cards yeah we gotta bring that that we should bring it back um, we could. I would have all... to watch some Schmodown to bring it back. I haven't watched nah, it in so long. Just put a surgical mask on and like. No, there's there's a paywall, Brian. You can't watch it. Wait, really? I think so. I don't know. Oh. There's no free anymore. It I don't po- think so. I never it pops seen. up. Yeah, that's wild. That yeah. Yeah, we, we were able to make fun of it because we used to be fans of. Yeah, we were fans. We really well, were fans. Absolutely. Of it. I, absolutely, I did. We just went down the drain. The 
the well, pot. Well, it fucked up for me when people started paying their way onto it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. when we started the making the aspect. This is when it got really. All right. Dude, you're right. All right. You, said, you were right three minutes, ten minutes ago when you said it was topic, topic. time. It's yeah, topic, topic time. time. Sorry. It's a, it's a, it's a memorable. Uh, oh, I love so. reminiscing. I love us, too. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. This is for us, this episode. This is for listeners. Yeah. My ass itches. Which favorite one was favorite first favorite first time watch? Oh, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, favorite first time watch. A lot of movies on here are old favorites to one of us, but never, you know, showed eyes. Yeah, never usually love to pick obscure movies and uh, get my hopes dashed by showing these guys comedies that I think are funny. Never have four guys who get along so well have such disparaging taste in comedy. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah. So, what were your favorite first time watches? Oh, anybody can. My mine is recent. Like I was watching, I was looking through all the things, and I have a couple fairly recent ones too. Yeah, I realized that I've I've seen most of them, and the ones that I haven't seen, I didn't like. So <laughs> the one that I did like surprisingly was Freddy Got Fingered. Oh um, yeah, that is that also was, on my list. I what I vaguely watched it when I was like I don't know eleven or ten, so I, I thought that it didn't count. I remember I only remember the the sausage scene, the one yeah, with the, the piano. Yeah, it's the. Um, but yeah, that I really gain a huge, well, I mean, if you, if you see our conversations, like all of us came, come to, came to the same conclusion that most, if not all of the comedies, the absurd comedies of today wouldn't exist without this movie, this like bold, they at least uh, owe us uh, uh, some debt to, yeah. and, and like, I agree that it wasn't my favorite movie, but as far as favorite first time watches, the experience and the discussion that came from it mm-hmm. and the kind of like cultural artifact of what it represents and Tom, yeah. what Tom Green meant and what, what he was versus what we thought he was. There's a lot that turned out. It was a very, uh, a very fertile, uh, fertile movie for us. Yeah. Really. It was, it was a happy accident too. You know? Yeah. It was a, it's a great, it, like Brian said, like, I don't think I had, I didn't hold Tom Green in any light at no. all prior no. to that episode. That and when movie- I saw it, I was like, oh, fuck, he actually is a fucking genius. Like, he's funny. Well, I mean, I watched some Tom Green show, but, like, you know, it still it still changed my perspective on him it's, to some extent. There's, at the bare minimum, you have to have some begrudging respect yeah. for what Tom that Green was, is. Like, that was on my list for years, like, years to put on the show. Like, like oh, maybe you want to do Freddy Fit Got You fingered. can't tell what's going to hit. What? Good, good point, Brian. Sorry, I tried to change my Wi-Fi. It's I, not thought doing Joe and, I thought Joe and Brian both froze. Yeah. Amazing. This is so it good. Uh, uh, my yeah. two, I have two, they kind of go coincide with each other because for me, uh, I feel like me and Brian kind of have some of the same 90s action uh, taste with a lot of these movies, but I think you said maybe picked one of these. I know you definitely picked the other. Maybe you picked them both. But for me... Um, I don't know how they got out of my uh, range, but Surviving the Game, mm. Ice Tea, and that was probably one of my favorite first watches I've seen with this one because it's like it. That's something I would see um, out of nowhere on like A and E, like randomly one day or USA or something crazy like that's that. That's a TNT Sunday afternoon special yes. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the other one is Long Kiss Goodnight, which. Mm. Completely was out of my sights. Never even thought about it. And then once you guys start talking about that, what was the other one with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bill Paxton, um, Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh, oh True Lies. Uh, True, True Lies. Lies. Yeah, it reminded me of like that. Like True I Lies, kinda, Santa gave to me. 
together. I just assumed they were the same movie for some reason. But like once we watched and I'm like, this is completely different than what I ever yeah. thought. Those <laughs> two movies, like I could do a back to back all day long and just like a rainy ass. Yeah, that's day. a solid two pack. I could get into yeah. that. Yeah, it's a good one. Um for me, I mean it, it's easily the Lord of the Rings, guys. That was like you know, my yeah. that was like my like um personality linchpin of i've never seen lord of the rings right and you, you guys to pull the trigger on it sometime might and, as well do it uh, with us right i'll say this i've watched i've watched that trilogy three times now since i was had to watch it I, I i rag on it as like you know to be annoying but it, it you watch it, it, they're good movies with it? what yeah you watch any of the hobbits with it no i've never watched the hobbits i've suffered uh no no, it's fine. It, it, that, that's definitely the one, because that was really, like, something. It's like, you should see the Lord of the Rings trilogy at some point. I still got to give the extended, you know, a try at some point, and blah, blah, blah. But that yeah, was a... That was, They're not going anywhere, you know? No. Yeah. Um, and there's others, but I'll let Yusuf, what's you? I already said mine. Oh. Brian's first, yeah. Um, Brian, sorry. Well, I had, I had pretty got figured on it, but also a recent watch, uh, Matchstick Men. Yeah. Was, oh yeah, it's a, a very solid movie, and also <laughs> from one of my favorite directors. Just like uh, knock it off. Why? Why haven't I seen this? This is great. You know, uh, great Nicholas Cage, great Sam Rockwell, great Ridley Scott movie. Um, a couple of honorable mentions that I, were kind of in the middle for me. Uh, well, one is a flyover state of fear, and not one, not even an episode I was on. I watched it to watch Joe's episode about the Wicker Man. And uh, God damn, is the original Wicker Man a fucking treasure. Oh, amazing. A treasure, was, yeah. That was my first watch you know of the show. I have to thank the whole world for somehow not revealing to me that the Wicker Man was a musical. And going into it and not knowing that and then experiencing that was like... Brian, I didn't know that, that either. So rad. I don't remember if I, ref I reflect that I had on no my idea episode. That's what was happening. I don't remember if I reflect that on my episode of Fear, but I remember that I didn't know that too before. I mean, it's you not know. like your traditional type of musical, but it is obviously a very. That's a musical. Yeah, it's definitely. To me, the ending, the ending of that movie, <clears throat> I think there's there's well, no. There's no other movie that I can compare it to on the way that it makes me feel that that desperation that the main character is expressing and so, everybody's just like everybody's partying and he's like a little bit of a tangent here, but I presented this question at the end of my episode um, to my guests and what I do you think this that movie should because of the ending should not have been called and marketed with the ending it should not be called the Wicker Man and to market it literally with the man burning yeah I mean it would have been something it would have been cool to have some other way to surprise people like like you called know. Summer Isle anyway yeah. um an honorable mention for me is because of stuff like Fear is one of the very first episodes Night of the Creeps I absolutely adore oh, that man. movie fucking her got picked <laughs> um. Yeah, what TJ. I I I love a TJ pick because if it's if it's if it's in Everything TJ's now. brain, it's gonna be so fun to watch how annoying it is, or I'm gonna absolutely love how weird it is. Like yeah, it yeah is, even even when you watch a TJ movie, even if it's bad, you, it's like you still get something out of it because you learn a little bit more about why TJ is the way TJ is. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> not a. You know, you're not picking another piece of the puzzle. Is whoop, whoop. You, you know, you're not picking stuff like Brazil, where I'm like, yeah, this is art. There's already a podcast on it if I wanted to second. So, 
Perfect, perfect segue to our next topic. Oh, uh, uh, my other honorable mention, which was Avengers Endgame. It was the first oh. time watching. We all got to get wow. together to talk uh, about yeah, it. Yeah, that was yeah, that's sweet. Uh, no, I'm, I'm trying to like get these poignant moments in, but you guys keep stepping on uh, it. I just, I feel like we go. I feel like there's so many of them. Like, I don't know. But <laughs> you guys have no idea how confident I was walking out of Endgame with Joe and Laura. I mean, like. I didn't like this fucking movie. I can't wait till tomorrow night and just watching myself collapse on camera as the time went on going, that's no. Well, that's no. We talked about times we got too drunk. That might have been part of your problem yeah. on that one. Um, that's weird ideas shot. that you could not express. Uh, you know what? If you want to see me be too drunk, watch the last Halloween episode of trying to run through the Jason films. Yeah. I mean, no, watch, uh, watch uh, if you want to see me drunk, watch the Halloween uh, yeah. Resurrection where I literally cut my hand and we just keep recording. And I'm just super drunk, wait, bleeding the, out of my what, hand. What's the one where I do the face like this? Uh, oh, fuck. That oh, was man, there's that one. I was I was hammered. I came oh, back so, from like happy hour. Yeah, someone got a good screenshot out of it, too. That yeah. was a great episode. We just kept fucking with Joe. We just kept interrupting Joe, and he was drunk and angry. Yusuf, for like, <laughs> Yusuf, for like a year, you would just reply to my tweets with, like, I miss him. Because so, it's the face, like... The drunk face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so, fun. Right. Of him. That, that's so, fun. Uh, topic. Uh, Joe mentioned. Joe mentioned one of the movies that I picked, and I thought I was picking an amazing movie, and everybody's gonna be. This. And and then everyone's just like, "Yeah, we saw it." And it was it so like painful. Prompt, or because it's like such a piece of art, it would prompt such discussion. Yeah, the discussion is like, so like, 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 it's so weird. Oh, that, that scene was so weird. The, you know, the world of Brazil, yeah. Well, and we were all just like, it was fine. You did that with <laughs> Howard and Maude, right? Like, it's there was a, a really good discussion on that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think I cut out earlier when I was saying you can't predict the movie you can't pick a movie thinking it's going to be a good dis- you just have to pick from the heart yeah. and some hit and some don't and you can't never tell <laughs> yeah it it's it's um but i don't know I, but brazil's one of those ones where i'm like maybe do i give it a, one more watch one of these I mean, days to i think well, it's I think a the fine... consensus was that it was good i don't think anybody yeah, was everybody was like yeah i liked like... it but but i thought like people would and but that wasn't even my pick my pick was the one that i actually heard and that I thought that the episode would have been more lively. Explain what the topic is. I think we went right into talking about Brazil. Most the hardest, the the hardest watch, like in terms of like you picked a movie and then everybody oh. just shitted on it, or nobody liked it, or it was like meh episode. I, and you I, were I, like, I took it as hardest revisit, like movie that aged the worst, or like you yeah. had the most. Answer like, it both ways because that's I, where I went. I have an answer. Okay, for we both. can we can answer both ways, yeah. Uh, but to me, the one that actually hurt, and I was like during recording, I was like, "Wow, this is nothing." Uh, Clue. When we watched Clue, everybody was just like, "I think comedies are." Hard. I like I like Clue. Yeah, but but the episode was so deflated. As soon as we hit Clue, everyone was just like, "Yeah, I like." I, I think Opposite. Joe's right that comedies are hard to talk about too. Yeah. Like I don't think like I like. Like, because that would be my picks as far as ones that get shitted on. I already mentioned it earlier. My anytime yeah. I think of comedy has like, been a think, failure. Like <laughs> think about like right. I've 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 fear right. It's easy to talk about horror even we if it's bad. We get it, Joe. We get it. No, no, no. But you start like, bleeping him. Jesus please, Christ! I'm gonna please. fucking bleep you if you keep. But going. like like comedies that are just straight comedies for the most part. 
like not like Spice World released anywhere. That's a fucking weird movie. Or Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah. Um, I've always found like hot, they're they're fun to watch. And like if we were all if we were all hanging out together, drinking beers, and like sitting on the couch talking about them, we'd enjoy the hell out of Clue. But I think because we like have to sit down and then go, and this happened, wasn't that funny? It's like yeah, it was a nice bit. I, well, that's what I think. I think there's really only one thing to analyze about comedies, and that is like. Does the well, I'm glad that I picked the comedy for this episode. No, this one I I was a fucking delight. <laughs> do the jokes do the jokes hit for you personally? And that's yeah. really the only thing there is to like get into with a comedy, and and that's so subjective it makes it hard. Like, and then like, if everybody likes it, what is there to say? Yep, that was funny. We all enjoyed that. You know, that's like the wedding episode, right? Like I picked I love you, man, and like I love that movie. I'm sure our discussion was just like. Like mid kind of like a good okay romance episode. Yeah, topics were good on that one. I so, picked Airborne. It's a great comedy, and you guys know. Uh, Airborne was a fun one because that movie's fucking trash. It's a tall piece of shit. Devil's movie. Can Devil's Canyon, right, TJ? Yeah, Devil's Canyon sucked. No, Devil's okay, Canyon. And, and they had the gall to film in Devil's Canyon. It actually, has like a the, the longest hill they have. Like it's like twenty feet. Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> That's a double suck, not uh, a double scan. Anyway, what about you, TJ? I feel like this this topic is like catered to ninety nine percent of your picks. What was yeah, the hardest? We revisited one? a lot of TJ's childhood favorites. Did anything not stand up, stand the test of time? Yes, there's a big one. Why is this? Why is this attacking me now? No, no, it's not no, you. We're not. curious. We're just curious. Oh, okay. No, uh, no, it's not like a TJ pick. Uh, it was Monster Squad is my answer. Oh, nice. because I was we were all like that's a blast of a movie, and then we all watched it, and we were all kind of like, this this gets kind of <laughs> rough. Like yeah. it's still a fun movie, but that was the my concept like, is a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, Goonies meet the Universal Monsters is yeah, a lot of but fun. It, it never it never gels and it's boring. Like a that big chunk of it is that boring. was my disappointment, but that wasn't a TJ. Like pick TJ was like I'm gonna hit it out of the park with this one. I thought I was gonna nail that one. And even uh, TJ in that episode was like, "Oh, that was rough." That was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was yeah, it, Brian with drowning Mona because I feel like you said that's, the, Joe, that's like, a rough one. Yeah, I feel like you said Joe were like, "Oh, I love that. I can't wait to see it." I don't know if Joe that might have been your first time too, but I actually kind of saw you. It was first time seeing drowning Mona. Um, yeah. After we watched that, the conversation just kind of like was like, "What? What?" I don't know what it was about it. I don't know if I like thought it was a bunch of different movies when I went into it. Like Mama, or, uh, I didn't that, like Drowning Mona. I don't think anyone did. I love Drowning Mona. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, think the so one that the one comedy that divided did. us was uh, Ca- Cabin Boy. That one you had. Yeah. Yeah. TJ, TJ Cabin. came with me. I was on not Cabin on board with Cabin Boy. Me neither. Kevin Boy's another one of those, you're with it or you, you know what I mean? It's like you buy in or you don't. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. It's wild that we do get along and I, we all find each other very funny and our comedy's tastes are very similar, but like somehow we still like have these weird outliers. Like, yeah, we're more of a comedy podcast at the end of the day than a movie podcast. I always that's hilarious. like a Joe Rogan. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, take these. Uh, take these. Four Rogans. Testicles Let's change minutes. the name, guys. I'm ready for a name change. Four but Rogans. Like, Cowboy Call. Okay, that's that's a perfect one because me and Brian were all over, it and I just watched Joe and Yusuf all the time. I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? Um, what the fuck? I, what, what movie did they fucking watch? I, 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 that, I, that's I, one of those I, ones. At least, like, Drowning Mona is a movie me and my wife both love and have tried to introduce it to so many people in our lives, and no one has ever connected with it. I don't know. Couldn't have picked it's up wild, the smoochie. But like, 
Cabin Boy is one I was ready. I knew that would be divisive. It's like, this is not everyone's cup of tea, but we'll see what's up, you know? That was a good one. That had a good conversation. Like, that was one of those picks that was not, like, the 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 comedy X to be like, this is going to, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, do you have one? Oh, absolutely, of course. Uh, hardest Revisit, I think. A movie right. that I really enjoy, and I, you know, I don't enjoy many rom coms, and this one came up, and I was like, "Yeah, we're doing it." Never been kissed, boy. Just yeah, first time. Just up and down, right? But that one, down. that one produced a great episode, though, because oh, and we already talked about a great thumbnail. <laughs> like, we destroyed that. That was a first. That was a movie I picked that I had never seen. Yeah. And I had seen it and was excited. I was like, yeah, I like Me this too. movie. I'm ready to get into it. And then you're, I was watching, I watched the whole thing like, uh. Talking about good <laughs> thumbnails. I remember, I, I'm sorry, Joe. I remember it being so fucking wholesome and beautiful. And it's like, oh my God. And suddenly you're like, an adult, and you're like, ooh, that's, in his eyes, that's a 17-year-old. And he wants to fuck the shit out of her, huh? He is fully <laughs> into it. Joe, go ahead. Um, no, I would say talking about good thumbnails or questionable Uh-oh. movies. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Just one of the guys. Oh, Uh-oh. yeah. Because yeah. Uh, I, I have I have our stuff to the right of me just to spark things. Um, oh, my computer wants to that, die. That was a questionable-ass movie. But one, uh, two movies, I mean, we could just go through whatever, that really, like, I was bummed that when I was like, oh, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't like them or get it. Um. I don't know if was House of the Devil was like not the conversation yeah. that I thought was going to spark, and then the other one was Drive Angry. So was, this would be a ton of fun, and then like I no had one fun with Drive Angry. Yeah. Brian uh, really I burned Drive it. Angry to the ground. I remember yeah. that one. <laughs> but <laughs> that, Brian those really are, fucking hated it. That was, that was I think, my biggest one. Free Amber Heard trial. Well, yeah, that was that was before like whatever. I don't care Amber Heard's <laughs> in it. That's before that's yeah. before she shitted the bed. Yeah, shit the bed. I, I, whatever i'm gonna watch that movie still and have a great time and be like wow what a trash person like half of hollywood i have another one that was another joe pick and this was a movie that he picked and i was upset because i knew it was bad and then it was so much worse than i even remembered which was lucky number 11 no that was tj yeah. pick oh that, that was, was not you pick. pick no that was a tj pick that was you pick no that was a tj pick 1000 percent joe no i love lucky number 1000 percent joe pick dude everybody everybody saying it was you you're literally fighting against three people i guess it's like no i guess it wasn't me I thought it was TJ. No, I've never so, seen that movie before that's that. A, that's a Joe pick, and I remember I was like, ugh. And then I had to watch it, and I was like, how is this even worse than I expected? All right, this comes from the guy who picked the big hit and fucking uh, bona fide kings or whatever. Hey, hey, oh, hey, that hey. movie's so fucking bad. First Which one? one? Which one? I, I the Mafia Kings or some shit I mean, like the, that. Oh, Suicide King. Suicide, Suicide King. King. Like, like, Lucky Number Seven is just the same lane of movie. I feel like Suicide Kings is much a much better movie. You pull Dennis Leary out of it. And also, I picked the big hit. That was me. Ah. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I didn't pick the big hit. That was the TJ. I, we do I pick picked, a lot of. Um, I picked. One thing is about our show is we pick a lot of things from 1999, and we pick a lot of Tarantino ripoffs. There. Well, we like movies that are about dudes, about like four or five dudes yeah. in a group together, like bros. You know, we like no, bro TJ's, movies because we're bros. TJ's very shitty pick was uh, Running Scared. That one. 
I was just oh. thinking about that right now. That was a bad. Yeah, I'm sorry, TJ. That was the one I was thinking of because yeah, I remember yeah. Walving yeah. running scared. Well, and that then reason. Like Ryan said he went back and looked at his things like, why? And it's, that's one of the ones where I went, I don't know. I thought I was going to blow your mind. You guys were like, what the fuck is this? No, I, like, I thought, I, I remember so I, picked up, I picked up the Blu ray. I was like, sweet, we're going to watch Running yeah. Scared. I love this movie. It's crazy. Like, you know, like, oh, so much drama in it. And then I'm like, Oh, why is Miss Honey a pedophile? <laughs> yeah. 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 Why do you make Miss Honey a pedophile? Um, All right. Topic! Let's, let's actually oh, do dude. a topic. Huh, we have fun. Yeah. Hey, we're finally done jerking each other off. Let's do some real t- Let's do some, jo- some show. Some show. Go, uh, I don't know whose topic this is. Oh, uh, it's it was mine. Uh, Joe. Ever, we, yeah, because it's Pride Month and we're doing two months. LGBT. Through. Let's say LGBT. LGBT. The spectrum. Okay. I don't know if I, I, I honestly so don't know if QIA plus. Oh yeah, sorry. Favorite LGBTQ plus. QIA? Do we do QIA? Yeah. Cut, cut QIA. back to when we said <laughs> you don't want to uh, hear first. Remember what it cut out about the thing I said that you guys should <laughs> listen. Yeah, but uh, just that to kind of lead us into Chu Wang Fu. Um, Yusuf, what is your 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 favorite? Uh, uh I, I I looked up the list. Um, and there are a bunch of them that I really loved. Why are you putting uh, them the, on a list? Uh, IndieWire put them on the list. So if you want to send the complaint, send it to IndieWire. Um, I have a complaint about the list. Sometimes the list is a regular movie that just has gay characters. And not, yeah. I was looking for more something that like had something to say about the gay experience. Like, yeah, I did not. is a very good movie with a gay character in it. But it's not really about being gay. <laughs> well, my pick it has to do with it. Um, and that is Hedwig and the Angry Itch. Mm. I fucking love that movie. Amazing musical. It's a great musical, great performance, very creative, has weird visuals. It's clearly somebody that had an idea for fucking 10 years, 10, 15 years, and finally made it and just kept kind of like Get Out or or Squid Game. Like it's clearly somebody just kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it, and finally was able to execute it. Uh, the lead, uh, he's playing Joe Joe. Uh, the, the Tiger King uh, in that series that so nobody excited. watched. Yeah. Um, but he is so fucking good in that movie. Um, it's very weird, very creative. All the songs, like, honestly, like, I, it, it got to a point where I would just kept listening to the soundtrack over and over again because the songs, like, slap. They're so mm-hmm. good. They're very fun. And there, it's a very unique story of how this gay man, um, in order to be able to immigrate to the United States had to pretend to be a woman uh, and marry the soldier and he was forced into becoming a transsexual essentially um, and then it's a, it's just him telling the story of what happened to him and how his former lover betrayed him and stole all his songs that's kind of like the basis of the the story um, it, it's I've heard very it funny. I've heard people recommend it I've yeah. never gotten a chance to watch it myself Same. I've, I've thought about picking it uh, but it's one of those movies that I hold I'll hold to my chest, and if you guys don't like it, I don't think I could continue watching those episodes <laughs> with you guys. So it's like I've never anyway, that'd be the end of. The, I don't have to end the podcast because you guys didn't like this. Yeah, I was like, that, you know that, what? This is my. There's this been is a couple mine. of movies like that where I was like, <laughs> if TJ doesn't respect Drunken Master, I'm gonna fucking end this show. <laughs> that was a class, That was an all timer. That was my pick. I love that movie. That's it was another good point of your uh, whoever uh, the crow. I think that was another one of mine when first visit. Sorry. This is the wrong yeah, topic. Uh, what about you, Brian? What is one of your uh, LBGTQ plus movies? Uh, I've, I, I, 
two I picked one an older and a newer um the first one is probably the movie that even introduced me to the idea that queer cinema is even a thing and uh it's the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm. Ooh, uh, great pick. Not just the movie itself, but the experience. I got taken to a live Rocky Horror Show when I was much too young, mm. and it was a very eye-opening, which is weird because I'm kind of from a conservative family, but for some reason, there there were, there were have been historically, despite my uh, where, growing up in Ohio, there have been, uh, my family had quite a few gay people in it, and like out gay people in my mm. family, even though uh, it was like the 70s and 80s. So, I don't know, like, I had heard, I already knew about Rocky Horror, like, Sweet Transvestite was just a song that was, like, on in my house at Halloween time when I was a kid, so it's like, you didn't, like... Yeah, I know? also think then, that that movie, like, because it is disguising, like, the horrorness of it, like, especially yeah, like, at the time... Well, it's camp, it's camp as well. Yeah, it's the camp, the and it gets the sky, it, like, it gets the skies as, like... Like, I could see someone going, oh, that is a queer movie, you know, and not just, like... Well, it's not registering it, but I mean, yeah. like, it's a super-duper queer movie. Yeah. Like, it's a thousand percent queer movie. So. Um, and then more recently, and this is one that, you know, I don't know if people kind of uh, maybe think it's passe or whatever, or it's overblown or blah, 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 but Power of the Dog was a fucking great movie on I Netflix. Never saw it. I mean, they're just dropping Oscar contenders for free on Netflix. And we all have it. And like it was an incredible Is this a fucking movie. Nat? It's it's a it's kind of a like a slow burn thriller, but like at the core of it there is a there is like a story about queerness and self-loathing and repression and like, you know, how how having to like live your life as a lie can damage you as a person and like it's it's just a very fucking good movie and like whatever Sam Elliott doesn't under I'm sorry that Sam oh, Elliott yeah. Sam Elliott is the <laughs> like I'm sorry that Sam Elliott's just a dumb off. guy who like I'm thinks that he up. rode a horse on a movie so he's a tough guy or whatever but no. Roadhouse still so kicks ass Sam Elliott but you're wrong about this okay mm-hmm. so yeah, cut cut to like uh, Patrick Tracy in this fucking movie with he did Roadhouse with him and he's like embracing the queer uh, aspect of life. Um, TJ, what about you? I mean, mine's just like you know the easy pick off the tree. Um, Moonlight for me was one of those movies. Great movie. Moonlight, like, like it's just this amazing movie. Period. period. And it happens to be yes. yeah. And it's like the best part is like the the three level of it where it's like a young. Uh, high school, and then it is an adult. Got all different characters throughout the film, and like, uh, was, like around the time when like we kind of not around time when we started, it's like 2017. So yeah, maybe around that. Yeah, no, we were in the I show. I started really, like watching movies and like kind of locking into it, not just making like or watching like Ace Ventura and shit like that. Like actually like watching those movies that like I hate to be that guy. I was like, I'm gonna watch the Oscar nominated films. Like I did that. I try like, to watch them all. Times yeah. thought it was something, and then like watched the fruition of it into the Oscars and like that obviously everyone knows what happened then with them and uh, uh, La La Land. La La Land. Um, but like that movie for me also the had... Right movie one. Let's just say yeah, that. Yeah. It's, I, it's... I don't know what... And I love La La Land and yes. thousand <laughs> <laughs> percent. Like La La Land. Everyone knows what I feel about it. It's something else we talk about. The topic we did before where I just mentioned shit all the time. Um, but for me, like Moonlight was like something that I just like locked into tears down my face the entire film and like happy. dude i cried i cried at the movie theater that's yeah. one of the few movies that i cried and i was just like when mahershala Ali takes me in the ocean the back oh. like that like it's 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 i don't know it's just like one of those films that forever i will always but it's hard because 
I think it's such an amazing, impactful film that you watch it and like you can't watch it like every year. It's like one no. you just throw on when you're feeling it. There's movies like that that are great that you that I'm like I'll ne- I some movies that have been like I've never been able to go no. out to. You yeah, know what I mean, like some was like there's even ones I bought that I don't think I've ever, like I don't think I've ever revisited City of God. I was like, God damn, what a great movie! That's incredible. Yes. and then I own it, and then it's like I am never in the mood to watch City of yeah. God. It's too intense. Oh, like Whiplash moments that are amazing. Obviously, I love Whiplash. Great <laughs> I'm probably revisit it. But, but the stories in between, like you have said, like it's an amazing film, but it just happens you have such a strong. Um, uh, uh, it's hard to say, like, for, obviously, from whites is male, that type of thing. But it's, it's a strong film that makes you feel, no matter who you are, you know, the impact. Yeah, and, it, it's and, it's what I, yeah. and it's what I, what I mentioned, like, when I picked the movie that we're going to watch today, um, I truly believe in the power of movies in the sense that it could, it could open a small, very small window and a very small perspective into a life that you've never, one, experienced or even two, heard about, like, on a person-to-person level. And Moonlight is such a great small window into this poor black man mm-hmm. trying to not only survive the 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 poverty and his and his drug addicted mother, but also battle with the like the systemic oppression, like this masculinity that men the black male have to express, and he's just he's just gay. He's just trying to be him. Yeah. yeah. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I have one, and it's a little more, I guess, like outside the box because I've been thinking about it more recently. As like it would be in this list, because uh, I watched it recently for the first time in a while. That's Dog Day Afternoon. This oh, piece yeah. of Shit. this piece of like you know uh, you know seventies uh, you know new Hollywood cinema that's regarded, and I'm like, oh, that's that's like right in there with you know of the era of like a midnight cowboy and things like that, where you're like, no, that this isn't. That's another this good is, pick, but that was more subtle. That's that was more subtle. subtle, but like dog day is literally like robbing a bank because I'm a, you know, you know, a repressed uh, man in a relationship who has a relationship with another man who needs to get a sex change to become a woman. And uh, I'm robbing the bank to do so and run away and abandon my two kids and like it's right there, and I've been kind of going back and forth of like, does this fit in this camp, or is it just this character? I think what movies from that era, that late seventies era, where they're like really exploring. I mean, I told you I watched that Scream Queen about uh, mm-hmm. about Nightmare Two and about queer horror, and they talk a little bit about how like in that area at the end of the seventies, you had like the free love of the sixties, mm-hmm. and it kind of evolved, and like. The, there was a real openness and acceptance of sexuality happening. And then like the AIDS crisis comes and kind of all of a sudden there's a new stigma and it's like, now it's a plague and you know, you're being punched. But like, there is a cool time, like right there at the late seventies and early, very, very super early eighties where you're getting what you're talking about, the midnight Cowboys and stuff like that. So that's really interesting. That's a good pick. That's I I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I, cause I watched it the other week and I'm like, this is cause my other thing is like, well, we all have an excellent movie. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I think people more remember this bank heist movie, and I'm like, oh, it's not just that. And I know Al Pacino at the time was I've never seen Cruising, but in another movie, also, you know, I wouldn't even call it a heist movie. It's more like a, a what do you call it? A negotiation movie, like yeah, a, yeah. Tension. 
A heist implies like the planning and execution you of know. a heist. This is a different thing. It's like a hostage situation. And then even at the end of the the the, the movie, uh, you know, James or I sorry, when like they out Pacino mm. on the TV and James Cazell is like, I'm not gay. Like really defensive of like he's like, why do they tell the TV stations to say that? Like they change a the thing. Like really like because he's just his partner. He's his uh, partner to rob the bank with. Yeah, helping him get away. Yeah. His lover is in the crowd. Like it, it's a yeah, little yeah, more they dynamic. Use him, yeah. They use him, her as like the one to like bring him down and then negotiations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be a it, yeah, it would be a, a her. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting. Like, um, it's more of an interesting yeah. movie. They like like put it this way. I watched Dog Day Afternoon in like middle school, and they didn't like and was like, oh, it's good cinema, and that, that shit yeah. didn't that shit didn't register. Um. You know, honorable mentions. Uh, I mean, can we say the main one for all? Oh, say one more. I think a main one, right? Uh, no, it's our it's honor mention for all four of us. Oh, it's the birdcage because I think. Oh yeah. Like Yusuf said, all like so low hanging fruit. Nobody wanted to take it, but yeah, obviously. Saw it as a kid. Thought it was hysterical. Introduced me to who gay people are for the most part. That the movie. Robin Williams in Tu Wong Fu is basically the same guy, right? No, no, he's more flamboyant in Tu Wong Fu. Yeah. And in in Birdcage, he's more of an is more douchey, more. He's more of an alpha gay. He's like a yeah, alpha gay, yeah. He's my yeah, it's like what Joe's saying. Like Birdcage is literally so maybe just... twin brother. Maybe they're brothers. Yeah, that would be amazing <laughs> if they were yeah. twin brothers. I, I, this isn't like a uh, queer film, but it is uh, probably you know one of the kings and Joel Schumacher. Anything he's done. Oh uh, yeah, it's him. Oh as yeah, a Lost Boys. Fuck anybody who doesn't like that. Banging 20,000 dudes. Like, yeah. any of those things and are impressive. Just out and didn't give a fuck and did his own thing. And like no, that, like, made unabashedly boom. queer. Yes. Like, the Lost Boys, like, you could definitely 100% watch the Lost Boys through a queer lens. Like, um, there's no I, way. We, we talk about it on my uh, Fear episode I covered about it. We talk about it on our Flyby episode, too. Yeah, two, oh, two. Wow, of them guys got spinoffs. Great. We um, get another honorable mention. It's not a movie, but the Chucky series. <laughs> there you go, Rise uh, show. The TV show a, because I don't think the movie. I don't think the movies except for Seed. Yeah. Cover any of that and like. Rise uh, Not fair. Actually, Cult. Remember, if you remember. Oh no, I'm sorry. Curse. The woman in the curse. house. Yeah. Is uh the woman the whole thing with the with the, the uh, mom and the and yeah. the uh, au pair. pair. So that, like they, from. From Bride of Chucky on, Don Mancini is working queer stuff into the movie. It's in the movie, but it's not, like, out like Seed's out. Right, whereas Seed is, like, fully about being a trans person. Yes. <laughs> like, That's my uh, point. Like, it, so the, the, the Chucky series, though, is, like, the most, the best modern-day representation of that. Right? And, like, yeah. other honorable mention, mentions, guys? Uh, honorable mention, and this one is also his close home. <laughs> I grew up watching Pedro Almodovar movies. Um, he's, he's very famous into, he's an openly gay man also, and he includes in every single movie uh, just people of the of the community. Like, he'll have transgender uh, actors, and they don't even mention that they're transgender. They just mm. happen to be transgender. Um, they have a lot of gay and, and lesbian uh, representation, but the one that I love with all my heart is probably one of his best, if not his best movies, Bad Education. Uh, that movie 
it's very complicated to explain, but basically it's a writer running into a past lover, which is two males, and they're just reconnecting on their past experiences in, in, in school. And he is telling him a story of a transgender woman that went to that school as well and got sexually assaulted by a professor or, oh. or, or a priest. And that's why he became a woman because he was conflicted by his sexuality and what it meant to be attacked by an older gentleman. And it's kind of like a revenge plot towards the end. Like they kind of mm. get, get against like the, the dude that actually sexually assaulted the person. But that movie is like, honestly, it's, um, it is, uh, this guy, fuck, what's his name? Uh, the Argentinian actor from uh, Itumama Tambien and uh, Old. Uh, oh, um, I know the guy. I can I see him, but I don't know his name. Pants yeah, but he's the, he's the main one, and he's very fucking good in that movie. I think it's probably his best performance. Not not um, Gail Garcia Bernal. Yeah, him. Okay. Gail Garcia. I thought you were talking, you were talking about Rufus Sewall, the older, the older. Oh guy. no, 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 no. Okay, he's from Dark City. Ah. Uh, yeah. But that movie, I fucking love. Uh, any any Pedro Pascal, it's Pedro Pascal. What the fuck? Any Pedro Almodovar movie. You know why you said Pedro Pascal? Because he's oversaturated. Enough with Pedro Pascal already. <laughs> give me a break. Yeah, give give another Pedro a shot. It's no, you know what's written hard in Hollywood for a white man to get a job. Come yeah, on, yeah, <laughs> give give a shot a call Jim or a Bob. What's what's uh Jim from the Office doing? What's he up to? Oh, you know, stealing money. Uh, yes, any other animations? Fucking the show. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Uh, some more good news. Yeah, fuck you. Oh, uh, also, uh, another honorable mention, and this is not just the horny 13-year-old in me, but Bound, right? Yeah. Bound, come on. And honestly, The Matrix, great queer cinema also. but <laughs> wild Especially the last count? one. Hmm? Wild Things? Yeah, I think Wild Things counts. Oh, yeah. Cruel Intentions? Okay, we're we're skidding off the rails. I think we're sort of slip a little. No, we're just getting off the rails. We were doing very well. I said not just things that made you horny when you were thirteen. Ah, uh, uh, so yeah. that one uh, scene. I want to take a. I want to take a time out. <laughs> All right, we're back. Uh, so finally, we get to talk about uh, my pick. I'm very excited that I picked this movie. It's been a, it's been on my bucket list for a while to revisit. Uh, <clears throat> it was one of my childhood favorites. I remember watching it with my parents, my dad dead ass asleep, my mom laughing her ass off, and me just enjoying. I just, I didn't, honestly, I didn't know what I was watching. I knew it was funny. I love it. your Rocky Horror. It was, it's like your yeah. first queer experience, you know? You're yeah. Just like, I, oh, this, this is a kind of movie that can exist. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so we're, we watched uh, Tu Fu, uh, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Um, Wesley Snipes, Patrick Swayze, Wesley John Snipes got top billing. Did you guys notice? It's Wesley, and when it, it, the credits come, first of all, this is an Amblin movie, executive producer Steven Spielberg, mm -hmm. shout out, um, Woke King, but uh, yeah, Wesley Snipes, first name, top billing, over nice. Pat Swayze. Oh yeah, I can see it now. Patrick Swayze is the lead. Definitely. Like, that's the... But at the time, in, the, in that era... It's hard. I mean, Wesley Snipes might have been the bigger star. What? I didn't. What yeah, he would have been coming off uh, White Man Can Jump. Which, I was just saying, uh, this is like U.S. based on the shaved head. I want to say U.S. Marshals era. U.S. Too. Marshals. Yeah. 
92 um, is White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, this, yeah, is, so white, the, this is more like 97, right? 96 this is 95. This is 95. Okay. 95. Okay. Yeah, Snipes is Demolition Man. He is the best. He's the top. Demolition Man's 93, so he's probably. Yeah, he, he's right. in a roll. Yeah, Swayze's um, <laughs> on the. Not Swayze's down. coming back down. He's just Ghost coming, is 90. Like, middling Ghost out. is 91, so 90 or 91, so. Yeah. So that makes sense. So the the movie centers around three drag queens, two veteran drag queens, which is uh, Noxima, uh, which is Bex, uh, Wesley Snipes, which is Vita, which is uh, Patrick Swayze, and they just they want a pageant, uh, and they're going to California to represent the state of New York and the the big and drag the queen big pageant, pageant. Yeah. Um, and they take on the, in their wings uh, a young scrappy Latina uh, drag queen. Why, why the Latina? Can you ask why the Latin boy is crying? Why the Latin yeah, boy in they, drag? They don't. Crying? They do not allow her to be called. To be called they will not. They refuse to call her a drag queen. A drag first. princess. They call her a Latin, a Latin boy in a dress for a the while. Latin, why is the Latin boy in, in drag crying? Um, uh, Chichi Rodriguez, which is um, John Leguizamo. At the time, he thought he was Puerto Rican. He's not. Uh, we already clarified that during the past. Wait. Um, yeah, he's not Puerto Rican. What, he did DNA he? tests and he's Colombian. Oh, um, so say he's he's doing uh, uh, Puerto Rican face. Yeah, yeah, but um, what's but, your, Perez, but, uh, but um, Perez probably didn't think he was Puerto Rican. No, yeah. yeah, he thought he thought he was Puerto Rican, and then he did DNA tests, and no, he's not. Um, which is very awkward because he was once the marshal of the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Uh, and yesterday I saw the Seinfeld Puerto Rican Day Parade. It was so fucking funny. I'll tell you um, what, that's a good episode, right? And the uproar is silly. He's He's it's all doing the burning flag thing, and it's like yeah. all done in such a way that obviously is like it's a just like it's, the joke's always on Kramer. Like the Puerto Rican yeah. people are never shown anything but dignity. I hate yeah. that. I hate it's one of those TV controversies that I fucking can't stand. No, no, no. It's a good episode. Uh, you and my wife. That was her first time watching. She enjoyed it. But yeah, so uh, this movie I fucking loved. Uh, the uh, rewatch it, it held up. Like you know, it's funny. It's very endearing. It's very easy to watch. And what I loved about it is like they're characters, they're human characters, and they're not parodies of drag queens. Uh, but this is the first time for everybody. Uh, yeah. Actually, I've watched it probably like around the time it came out, and then I have not seen it since. And definitely, what you're saying was like my first big point was their drag personas are on. Like, yeah, no, no, it's not no man in the dress shit. They are drag queens. They are yeah, fully right. active like women. I, I, I didn't kinda, think so. It's more, so question. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of waiting. Wait, wait, wait. To everybody, sorry, right, too, much talk, too much talk. Ryan, this... finish your thought, and then Joe, and then TJ. My, I'm sorry. My thought was just that they are all really invested. There's like, it's a very clear that they took it seriously. They're all yes. playing their full personas, and I did not think that Wesley Snipes had the range, and he does. He's very yes. good. Well, you yeah. saw the fan, yeah. so you know. <laughs> no, um, Joe, what was your point? No, I have the. What's what Brian was saying was like, yeah, I was kind of waiting for that scene that's in a lazier movie where like uh, Patrick Swayze would then go like, you know, stop hitting her, like like drop yes. his voice, that's and he such never, a good point. and he never he does. Never he, he just plays that character who's a sweet, loving woman, and it's like, no, don't, don't touch, you know, doing, doing the character. Yeah, everything is like this, and and but. I, I was love waiting when, for when anyone when they're to do working, that voice. When they're working on the car and he's holding the wrench. Yeah. <laughs> even, even, even Brian, uh, no, yeah, even when Brian brings up of like, uh, Wesley Snipes, like, like not lowering the voice to go talk to the, the gang of rapists. 
Right. Yeah. Even when she physically assaults that dude, she does it as a woman. Like, there's never yeah. any question. She never, bra- again, like you said, there's no intimidation. She never uses her physicality. I mean, she grabs him and she's strong, but she never uses her physicality. When she walks over there, I mean, it's Wesley Snipes. So he is a head taller and his shoulders are as wide as any two yeah. of those guys. Like, two, any two of those dudes could stand next to each other and not be as wide as Wesley Snipes. Because they're, like, two out of the three are big dudes who are action stars. Yeah. And are still have the same build. It's not like they slimmed themselves down to... Oh, yeah, that... Pat Swayze is kind of slim. When he first comes out at the... Uh, which, shout out, they, they definitely knew they were like, we know we're going to put Patrick Swayze in a dress for this whole movie, so the first time you see him, he's almost going to be naked. You're going to see his full man body. That's for the ladies. Now we're doing drag. The rest of the and we're And, but, like, from here on out, he's a woman, and it's totally convincing. But Will has definitely someone where if you were to touch... That's what I, I honestly loved about the movie is, like, the opening sequence outside of Chi-Chi, you show the, the, the male um, spectrum of them, and as soon as they put on the wig, you never fucking see them again. Like, it's mm-hmm. just fucking drag. I was watching it with my wife. for the. She was watching it for the first time, and she enjoyed the movie. And she's like, why isn't this a bigger cult hit? Especially like with RuPaul's Drag Race taking over the fucking world. I'm like, sure why aren't I people... Maybe we're not in the... Yeah, we're not, not, we might in not be as connected to that aspect. Yeah. But, but she was watching it with me, and she likes to like talk and, and predict... Uh, just like I do, and she's like, "Oh, so they're gonna escape the rapist sheriff by getting out of drag, and he won't be able to recognize them because mm-hmm. they're males." Yeah. But they never do that; they just went the other route. Uh, TJ, yeah. what was your question, baby? I, I, I left I, you in the corner for a while. I don't want to get canceled. It's okay. <laughs> okay. This is a this is a safe space. So, we'll so I mean, I understand like. A little bit of the uh, drag culture where it's, it's personality, something you put on. They never take it off, right? Yeah. So are they not essentially trans? This no, there's a scene uh, that explains it, that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, Steve uh, McKenna has a scene explain it. They basically are gay men who mm-hmm. like to dress as very glamorous women. Yeah. But they but don't they, want to they, be a woman. They don't want to get the, they don't want to get the surgery. So that's the difference. Yeah, okay. No, I think that, I think the only reason they never take it off, and they and they point to it multiple times in the movie is like they're they fear if they're gay males out in those woods, yeah, they would get fucked up. That's but if they're I pretending to be they think, women, yeah, like their whole thing they is they keep passing with the small town. That's why it's kind of a reveal later with Sucker Channing, obviously. Yeah, that's great. That weird because like there was that moment, like you guys were saying, like Wesley never dropping his voice and. And Swayze never doing either. Um, when Leguizamo kind of gets cornered by all those guys in the farm, and then Jason London comes in and saves them, and she's like, "That's how you pick up a lady." I'm like, I I was in my brain stuck in Hollywood mode, where like he's gonna break out, and probably like whoop some ass real quick, and then make his escape. And he's like, "Nope, never dropped it." So I was like, "This is more of like this is them, not the first, not a character. This is them." This so is right. This is yeah, a Hollywood. Because- Joke about a drag queen where they turn it where they're actually still a tough guy under there. Well, they I, are real drag that, queens. That's they are basically yeah, essentially good. women. I've, I've 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 not watched uh, Drag Race like Yusuf has, but I've watched a couple episodes with my wife, and like I think that's just a lot of drags' personalities is they just take yeah. it through their full lives. Like, yeah. like, like you said, TJ, like a, I was expecting this the Hollywood. Yeah version of it where it's like yeah. 
I'm a I'm presenting as a man one minute, but then I'm gonna put the drag on and I'm going straight on through. And I feel the reason why it 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 is it it ended up being what it is is because they went through like uh, a drag boot camp. Essentially, they had like this drag mother. This they, they call they. Yeah, they all had like a like a coach, like a drag. Like coach. a co- like a coach, yeah. But essentially, it's like this. They they just put them through the ringer, and they just almost live with this person, and they just mimic. Like uh, Chichi, um, I'm I'm blanking on the name now, but it's it's an actual like a legend in New York. Like she's a Puerto Rican drag queen, a DJ, like a real Chichi shit. Rodriguez, or yes. like, a, like something else. Yeah, because a lot of I watch a lot of interviews, and I sent you one that I really love. But I watch a lot of interviews during this time, and they kept asking uh, John Leguizamo, did he base his uh, personality on like uh, his mother, his aunt, and he's like, no, I I I really just idolized the drag queen insert name here and i just like i just wanted to present her uh in in this format like mm. like first watch this movie i was sitting there and like you guys made the point about wesley snipes he kills it he commits he goes in for me swayze does the most subtle and like the whole time like i'm seeing Helen Mirren almost when i'm watching him yeah that's a good Snipes feels like a drag queen you'd see on Drag Race, whereas yeah. whereas uh, Pat Swayze feels like an actual woman you would just see yeah. at the store. Like Snipes. you know what I mean? She'd be working. She could be in office. She could be the secretary at your office or whatever. Like yeah. you know what I mean? When I was watching League of Their Own yesterday, and like the scene where Tom Hanks is drunk on the bus, the bus driver quits because he's a little kid, and he yes. kisses. Uh, uh, the, I can't remember her name. The matron lady. Yeah. And then he's, he like freaks out and he's like, I love doing the Wizard of Oz. Like I see that every time I saw Patrick Swayze like in it, but like every time he opened his mouth, I was like, I believe it. That's like, the whole thing. I was yes. like, spin. all in on that. I, that- I, I, yeah, absolutely. Like 30 minutes, 30 minutes in, uh, yeah. my wife looks at me and she's like, I fucking forgot that's Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, well, and John Leguizamo. Also, like, in, in fairness to Patrick Swayze, he's fucking beautiful. He's oh, beautiful, beautiful in Dirty Dancing. Like, yeah. like, he's, he's just got man, the perfect face. Oh, like, she, she, she can get it. She, she yeah, can she, get she can it. That's why, the, that's why the SNL, that's why it's the most iconic SNL bit of all time, or one of them, the Chippendales, is because yeah, Swayze all, looks like that. And oh, yeah. Underrated oh, from that hell. same episode, there's a Hans and Franz, you know, the weightlifting guys, yeah, yeah. where one of them is, like, obsessed with Patrick Swayze, and he keeps, like, fantasizing about them riding a horse together. And, stuff. <laughs> and, like, and the other one keeps like, hey, what's the matter? Why do you keep, fa-? you know, and he just keeps, like, dazed and getting dazed. It's an underrated one of my favorite parts episode. too is like when they first get Gigi in the car and they're riding through like whatever it is, cornfields on the side, sun's hitting, and I'm watching like their faces, and I was like, Wesley's nice, believable. Patrick Swayze, believable. Then you get John Lugazano, he looks like a clown because the makeup is so strong and tough. And I'm sitting there, I was like, there's something about it that's off. And I feel like they mentioned it too. At the end of the movie. Yes. See, I, I had so, the note of the foundation joke uh, is so on point. Like, it's something I didn't learn about until I had a wife with darker skin who like struggled to find the perfect foundation to not give you that line that, you know, you need to blend it nicely into your neck. I had no idea, but I did. And then yeah. when he makes the foundation joke at the end, I was like, oh, damn, that's some real so, drag queen yeah. shit John, right there. <laughs> so that's something that John Leguizamo brought to the role. Uh, because he likes to have, according to him, he likes to have like arcs, and he knows that 
this movie wasn't about him. Like, I, I mean, I, I feel like it is about all of them. It's not all just, three of them in the time. He's like the third, like, you when he's, say he's yeah. the only. He's, when he's you almost say, the comic relief guy. Yeah, when you, and he kills it. He's very fucking funny in this movie. Oh, absolutely. But, he's very funny. Yeah, uh, but when, um, when they were interviewing him, he said that he would watch his sisters and his aunts, and all of them would have that line. And he mentioned that to the, to the makeup department. He's like, I really want to mimic that that line, that oversaturation of foundation. And towards the end, when they present him, he's like flawless. Yeah, like, yeah when he, he wins at the end, when he wins the like big the spoiler is, alert, he wins the big sheet. Sorry, wins the big drag show. So we yeah. Got, these movies but, kind of reminds me of like a, a – no, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead, go ahead. I wanted well, to mention... Movies movies, but... like, a, like a My Cousin Vinny, like the smaller roles, like the uh, the the woman that you would only, I think, believe and remember in the beginning, Ghostbusters. Like, my uncle thought he was St. Jerome, like, probably one of my favorite characters. When G, uh, who's chasing her? Wesley Snipes. And the whole time he's chasing her with the picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, dude, please just major league it and just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Put some strides. No, he's got, he's I fucking laugh. He can only move his legs a little bit. I laugh yeah. when when Wesley Snipe goes like, "Oh, this stopped being funny a long time ago." <laughs> <laughs> but can Wesley. we fucking talk about Robin Williams, please? Yes. Because okay. my heart fluttered. I didn't know. I'm Robin so glad. Williams. I didn't know he was in it. Like I had no uh, idea. I got so the excited. I was so excited. I miss. I miss him so much. I I really miss. Like the watching that movie yesterday and him appearing on screen when I completely blacked out that he was on this movie. Like, I felt so happy when I saw him. And I, was, and I know that I miss him because of that. Mm. But his banter with fucking John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo at one point says, and he says it in Spanish, so maybe you guys didn't catch it. Sure. Um, he said, uh, Robin Williams said something about adjustment, and, he's, and John Leguizamo answers him, uh, maybe I'll adjust your ass, your your butt cheeks. Like mm. essentially, like I'm saying, like oh, I'll fuck you too, bro. <laughs> and and they just kept like flirting back and forth, and you clearly could tell that they were just fucking with each other. That, well, that was pure banter. Guys kind of came up with stand up, so like banter and like quick wit, and that's oh, kind of what that, they do. That's I, what, and like the vibe of being a comedian and like backstage talking to other comedians is a whole nother thing. That's like a whole. You ever seen the the aristocrats? It's all about that, basically, about what, how it is to be a comedian backstage and, like, how you have to, like, prove yourself and you got to be on top of your game and you can't show weakness and you got to, you know what I mean? You got to be as funny as they are and everything. It's, that's it, a, it, I like honestly, that idea. Honestly, I, um, I well, fucking I think it, loved it so it's much, It's funny man. to bring up the, the banter in that because, the, I, you know, reading some fun facts about this, uh, 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 Swayze and Ligazamo, like Swayze almost went to blows with Ligazamo because he kept improvising and Swayze was trying to method act this movie. So he was yeah. trying to stay like in 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 the in the in proper the character. character yeah. yeah. And um, you know, now they have after the interview you shared with us, like they nice things to say about that. But like yeah. in the moment it was like it was a tense. It be very because... frustrating, yeah. Well, and you get the impression that uh, from those interviews, which I loved, Swayze I think he kind of took the job thinking it would be like more of a a kind of camp comedy of a man in a dress, like bosom buddies or some mm -hmm. dumb shit like that. And then when he like got into actually doing it, he realized that he had to take it seriously and make the Vito a real character. And you can tell he really committed to it for because of how good he is, you know. He's yeah. really good. Like I someone mentioned earlier, like uh Snipes, like you know, the first impression is like steals the movie because his comedy is always just hitting. 
but he's just doing Wesley Snipes. Like he's like Wesley Snipes does that same attitude in White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, uh, did you like that cameo? He just, yeah. he just has he's just uh, presenting very feminine, and you know, and he's doing a good job. But yeah, I I can see what you're saying. Yeah, he has that same kind of fast talking. Yeah, the fast talking, like like, like um. Like, it, like, I think it's a white man come jump where he does, like, basically makes the white, like, does the white person, like, excuse me, sir, like, this and that, and, um, but he's great. They're all three of them are great. I like the cameo of white man can jump in the middle of the movie when he's, like, he just, just, he's just, dunks just, on those guys, yeah. <laughs> that's such a funny bit too. Man. Sorry, it's a girls basketball team. It's yeah. so funny. It's such a good bit too. I know it's like offensive to the girls basketball players, but like, yeah. but like, but like how they're like, oh, thank God we could stay here because you could like little character reveals of like clearly Scorsese uh, Swayze has led the toughest like hometown life of of being it, or at least the characters that like puts that trauma on him. So he's like, man, just sleep yeah. in the car. You know, and then, they, and then they're playing basketball, and he's just juking, or she's just juking in her sport. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about uh, the abuse, abusive husband real quick? Well, um, okay, this gets, this gets into something I wanted to talk about, too, yeah. real quick. So we can talk about, first of all, how is it that Stockard Channing, this is 20, almost 20 years after Greece, and somehow Stockard Channing looks younger in this he, than she, Judge she looks the in Greece? great. It has to be something about the hair, the long hair, and the poor hair and makeup. But I was like, maybe it's because in Greece she's supposed to be a high school student and so clearly isn't, and mm. that throws you. So, but like, I was like, how does she look younger in this? But anyway, yeah, haircut. Uh, the guy, her abusive husband, is the nerdy Bob Balaban dude from Jurassic World Lost, uh, Jurassic Park Lost World, the the second movie, who's like the in-gen guy. I knew I yeah. knew him from somewhere. Oh, wow. Yeah, he did not kind of make that beard kind of... and put little glasses on him, and that's the guy. Wait, he's, uh, he's in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy too. He's like one of the first guys collecting uh, Chris Pratt's thing, I think. Never mind. Oh, is he the guy like in the shop, maybe or something? Yeah, he's a purple face with little spikes. Um, but I guess my point, yes, we have the abusive husband character, and we have Stalker Channing that's you know getting abused, and it's clear that Vita's trying to stay out of it while like letting her know that she's but like this this speaks to a thing and this is because the of the era the movie came out i'm sitting there watching it and i i've seen it before but i don't remember it and i'm waiting i, ha, I have this feeling of like impending doom right because in a movie about gay people yes. from that era it can't just be a fun romp where everybody has a good time something bad has to happen to mm -hmm. someone they have to have a struggle. You have to feel the pain of what it's like to struggle to be gay. And I kept waiting for like the re Patrick Swayze to be revealed and her to say some hateful shit to him. Or, or when Chris Penn came back to finally find him, the whole town to like turn on him and call him freaks and have, and a big embarrassing reveal where the yeah. wig gets snatched off. And I was so happy that that isn't really what happens. Yeah. Like, there's never really... You have the moment where Stocker Channing kind of just lets you know she's always known. Yeah. She just kind of knew from it's the nice. beginning. Adam it's Sandler. a nice It's a and nice moment. And then the town really just rallies, like... Yeah. And I'm a drag queen. The like, old lady. And it's something this beautiful can't uh, be Oh, I'm sorry. I hate to disappoint uh, you, Seth, but I got to bring up Child's Play 2's Brett Beth Grant. You've been yeah. very naughty, Mrs. Kettlewell. <laughs> the... 
I will say this: the, the, who I keep calling the gang of rapists is that what's what they were? Flips. Even, by the end, they're even progressive. They're yeah. wearing high-dyed sleeveless shirts with the with the with the cheese cow on it. Yeah, Harry Harry Styles stylist has been stealing uh, costumes I, from so Brian. As you were just talking, my brain put the worst possible. You you could literally kick me off the show after I said this. The possible thing together. I'm still here. Uh, Wild Hogs stole the plot of this movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. Think about it. <laughs> Only it's like fighters instead of drag queens? Yeah. Like, <laughs> think about it. Wild fucking sentence. Think, well, first of all, to think about it, you would, you're would you assuming that I've seen Wild Hogs. Yeah. I mean, well, guys, that's my next pick for the next Oh, so, uh, Guys, so, we made it 100 episodes. That's it. We're done. I, so they, uh, so they, they, in Wild Hogs, they end up at a small town um, where they charm everyone over, hiding out from the dangerous Ray Liotta biker gang that comes and confronts them. Anyway, there's right. a lot of similar. similar so the <laughs> abusive husband, uh, I have a note that says just like, this guy thinks black pepper is spicy. Um, uh, I have another note that uh, it has to be so humbling, not only to get punched by a woman, but it has to. It is also like the roadhouse guy. So he and probably he really fucked him, him up. Fucked him up. Like Vita backhands him first. And I really love the scene. Like, oh, I have to tell you something about Vita. He's like, she works out. She works out. <laughs> out yeah. Now. My wife actually pointed this out. It's a very dark thought, but, you know, it's because we all watch too much true crime. She's like, you know, a real domestic violence situation, Virgil just comes back and murders his wife, yeah. right? Like, we all know the real ending. In the real world, Virgil just goes to the, uh, yes. the truck and gets his gun, and then then, then, then we're watching a 10-part um, documentary on Netflix about it. <laughs> Joe mentioned Chris Penn. Um, his list of where to find homos made me laugh so fucking hard. His speech, and when he's sitting at the bar, too, and he's just like, they're stubbly beards rubbing against each other. <laughs> it's, it's He's clearly, like, hate, hateful, but also curious. Like, I mean, I that, that feeds into that trope of every homophobe is secretly gay, and that's kind of, like, a dumb thing because it downplays actual homophobia and, like, the danger of, like, people who are yeah. actually hateful it's but good for it, it was very funny in this movie to have the way he just got a stewing about it at the bar and just thinking about yeah, I feel, I, yeah it's fucking hilarious. he's <laughs> he drops a heart and and uh, instantly you know how i always talk about a consistent thing i i have where i warwick sits down at the worst possible times of movies yes my wife too um because I was like, I think you'd really like this. I was like, I think you'd really like this movie. Like, I'm really enjoying it. And it was early. And she sits down. She finishes up what she was doing in the kitchen. And it's that scene where he pulls them over. And the first things are all of the slurs. And I'm like, uh, I hope it's not. <laughs> 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 Trying to convince Laura. Like, she's all looking just sketchy. Because <laughs> she likes, she like, likes uh, you I, know, RuPaul and whatnot. I feel, she should give it a shot. If she'll like it. Yeah, I she watched most of it. We didn't talk about it because we came in. We didn't talk about the RuPaul cameo. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that's amazing. Uh, the name. I love the name. Where I wrote it down. Racial Tension. Ah, <laughs> such a beautiful fucking name for a drag queen. And then she's that's a black funny. woman dressed in a confederate. It's... Perfect. Yeah, just in the uh, Confederate flag dress. That was that was pretty wild. Um, but the the note that I have here is like this movie did not age well at all. Like this movie did not age well at all because the one man that they picked to stay is Mel Gibson. 
the area she's like everybody can go oh, yeah. Mel Gibson that guy A plus <laughs> he can fucking stay well he was supposed they, they to missed be that one. they missed that well yeah. Mel Gibson was originally going to be uh, Swayze's character oh really I did not yeah. know that in the in little facts like the range I don't think he could have done it um, um, so I I always of course get this gotten this confused with Priscilla Queen of the Delegates. I've never seen me and my wife were just talking. I've never seen Priscilla Queen. I've never seen it either. I just like you know knowing movies. Oh, I've seen like, it. These are just like those are just like a couple of the big main drag movies. You know, yeah. This is the, the most cool, surprising, fun fact I. Saw about this was it was number one at the box office when it was released, which is really oh, yeah. It was that's the first, first it's the money. first movie about drag. Uh, I guess or that's any why mainstream. You said you're saying this, this movie has to have a cult following. I'm sure if you like, oh, yeah, find to. a it drag has. YouTube channel, I guarantee this they got a, ten to Wong Fu episodes. Like and, and and like I mentioned, you guys like Trixie McTell is like a huge drag queen, and she recently did like a video reacting to it. So I bet a bunch of new. Uh, viewers from her channel, she's like millions of followers. And I would think that, I mean, I don't know, but I would say that overall this seems pretty favorable. I can't imagine there'd be a lot of complaints about no, this. So no. Respectful towards the drag lifestyle. Wait, wait, hold on. TJ's, as like a thing, not yeah, as a joke. TJ, you know? TJ wants to. Let me try, and ruin, let me try and ruin this. Um, oh. So when I first heard about this movie, and I, was, I didn't realize we were filming tonight, so Brian's like, you gotta watch Chuang Fu. So we're in the car this morning, and I'm just like, what do you have to watch now? It's like, Tuong Fu, something, something. No disrespect to the name. Um, and she's like, what's it about? And I was like, I think it's about three drag queens who like go on the road robbing banks. And the only reason I thought that is because of Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. <laughs> and I thought that was a part of the film for some fucking <laughs> There was a part at the beginning when I was like, I'm getting a real Thelma and Louise road movie yeah. vibe from this. It would be kind of cool to see them do some crimes. <laughs> well, they do. Just they knock over that cop. Up the banks, and I was like, it's not what it is at they all. Fuck up some, yeah, they fuck up a racist bigot cop. Yeah. yeah. And they, don't, right. they basically just push him down. They barely even do anything to him. Yeah, he gets oh, knocked he's a, out he's He's a weak racist. He just got one one push down, and he's like, he's dead well, for the entire thing. day. Just like, and same thing with Virgil, uh, the the wife abuser. It's like all their hate comes from this insecurity of being embarrassed by a woman, like you know. Yeah. Um, and I do love the arc of Chichi, like you know, growing into a more like instead of a taker, she becomes more of a giver. Um, especially well, towards the, the end. Vita is a giver. Vita yeah. just wants to make everyone's life better, wants to mm -hmm. make the world around her a better and place. And you can and you can clearly tell that Nuxima uh, had a lot of hardship in her life and she's very jaded, but despite like her background and and obviously through Vita's influence, she's she's also like reluctantly is like very open to helping well, other Vita's people. Vita's obviously a very big a good influence on her. Yeah. Um, she's, she shouldn't, she should not be technically called her, gra uh, drag mother because the drag mother is like the, the person that puts them first in drag. That's technically your drag mother, but she clearly acts like the head of the house. Like the, it's Vita's yeah. house and then everybody's under her. Um, I do have one note that before we go into a radio space, one of my favorite jokes is like, if you want to know a man, if you want to let a know a man, a steak is for dinner, you got to let them hear it sizzle. And I just fucking laughed my ass off at yeah. that one. All right, let's go yeah, into the ratings. No, 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 you're not rating yet. There's one thing I wanted to bring up. It's one of those logistics things that, I, like, 
breaks the, the, the suspension of disbelief for the movie. Where is all Vita's luggage? She's got so many fucking my, outfits. My wife mentioned and that. every one of her outfits <laughs> is something that would need to be hung up. It's not something yes. that could be in a bag. So many it hats. Need, it would need, so many hats. It would need to be steamed. It would need Even to be the dry clean. The bed is fancy enough that it yes. would need, like, like... So I'm just saying that that that's the one thing that it's like I can believe that the town the town of Hillbillies rallied behind the drag queens, but I cannot believe that Vita didn't have like <laughs> four trunks full of shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, the the hide and seek se uh, sequence, amazing. They're the best hide and seekers ever. Like Wesley Snipes went under the bed and pretended to be a falling down wig. Yeah, and it's the like is on the floor. Yeah, pops up. Um, I love it. It's so good. And uh, right, now talking about great lines and the the when Pat Swayze says, uh, "Sometimes it just takes a fairy." <laughs> so good. Oh, and they start dancing on the yeah, great. All right, let's go into the ratings. Ladies and ratings. Oh, this one's you're not. I messaged Joe earlier. I was hoping to get like a little rise out of all of you. I would say this is a good 7.7 .7 Ghostbusters woman making circles around Wesley Snipes to make him look like he can't <laughs> move at all in that dress. Um, that part having like laughing, like crying, laughing. She was juking him. She was juking him. She was like, <laughs> yeah, because it was shot from so far away when he first tries to get her and just like. <laughs> she comes back around and he has to make that turn in that little dress. <laughs> like, he's all like, like so, can't move. Yeah, she's in the house. But it's a great movie. I think it's a fun one. Um, has emotional moments too. Again, when I went into this, I was like, oh, this is that robbery heist movie. I'm like, nope, that's not what it is. It's a great movie. Uh, Joe. Yeah. Uh, before I give the rating, there was another fact I read that was pretty funny that uh, Swayze put a corn cob in his uh, dress. So when uh, Chris Penn grabbed it, it really surprised oh. them. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so the rating is because uh, I really, I would literally delight, like delightful movie. I, had, I it truly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like right there, like seven point nine corn cob, uh, corn cobs, um, corn cob penises, corn cob, corn cob penises. Thousands. But I mean, it could easily, you know what? I give it the respect. It could be an eight, just straight eight corn cob penises. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, this could have been on my list of best revisits, like a movie that I had seen before and then went back and it's so much better than I even remember. And like, what a great, you know, it's so great to have good queer representative cinema that is entertaining. And like I said, that doesn't fall into that trope of being like about the burden of being gay and like, you know, or being a, or being a drag queen. It doesn't like, you don't have to see them suffer. There's subtlety to it. You understand that. Uh, you know, uh, Vita's relationship with her family is obviously strained, and you know they probably all basically had to leave where they came from and abandon. You know, they, none of them had a support system. That's why they have each other. That, but it's all ingrained. You never have to see them suffer. The most you ever do is you see like some slight embarrassment when Pat when uh, Vita's wig gets caught and it comes off for a second. Yeah, that has to be the most savage burn though. Like you, you're dressing up as a woman because you couldn't cut it as a man. And then yeah, yeah that's and to, to say to a drag queen like when you you know for one drag queen to say to another seems like a very harsh. I also thing. you know it was a really a telling thing with that scene. Uh, that was cool to see kind of in it. Uh, Swayze kind of being like, no, there are rules. We're not here to deceive. 
So right, like, like right. you're not like, trying to know just, what you're just, doing. You you know, it's one like, thing to like, flirt; it's another thing to de- actively deceive this that's kid. That's not and, like you know, right to that. You know, he's a small town yokel. He doesn't know shit. Even and, at the yeah. end, like when it's kind of everybody knows, he's still kind of like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> they hooked him up with the the the, the girl, his own. Uh, Christopher, was that Christopher? Chris, was that Christopher? She looks so much like Michelle Williams. It's so distracting. Who? She's I, not. It's not Michelle Williams. I thought it was a young man. I thought it was some girl who played like Bobby Sue or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know. Yeah, I know no, her it, from Friends. Uh, Brian, you didn't give your score. Oh, I didn't give my full rating. Um, eight point five Julie Newmar cameos at the end. Yes. <laughs> it was only yes, a movie I, because she showed up on set one day to see what. Yeah, was about. to see what what the fuck was happening. She's like, oh, I want to be in this movie. She's like, Why is my name on this? What's up? Yeah. What's up? What are you doing with my name? Um, yeah, uh, like I said, this was childhood favorite. It's very rarely that you visit, revisit a childhood favorite, and it not only holds up, it gives you more context to why you actually liked it. Like, as an adult, you can fully appreciate it. I'm well, not it sure. connected with you about yeah. it. Well, yeah, that's that's true. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fucking nine out of ten Robin Williams flirting with John Leguizamo. Um, uh, it's just one of those movies that just washes over you. Like so, some movies, like you Probably watch because a V-neck and a gold chain oh. is like, yeah. oh, come on, that chest hair. Ooh. I want to, I want to rock climb that chest. All right, uh, TJ, what are you oh. gonna do to us? We're we're okay. We're officially a hundred in clean so slate. Yeah, hundred more. more. How are we gonna start the new decade? The new, the, Earlier, we talked new, about how uh, century, we come to our own, and everybody has their place. So let's see what TJ does to us. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I had a couple of different options. I'll give you two of them right off the bat. I'm not going to pick. There's a movie brought to my attention earlier today called The Fallen, or Fallen. Denzel Washington, Elias. Oh, yeah, I like that movie. John Goodman. John Goodman. He's in it. That's not, that sounds more of a Brian pick. Okay. So it is I, a good one. I left the one by side. I got my next like four or five picks though, so if you want to jump in on something, feel free. No, no, no. So this one also, Brian's shirt reminded me of it. Look who's talking in the beginning when Kirstie Alley's <laughs> cervical egg drops down. Mm-hmm. And I almost was like, ah, why not? That'd be a that movie. That movie <laughs> opens. That movie opens with a man ejaculating into a woman. That's the opening sequence of that fucking movie. Yeah, that's a movie I watched a lot as a child. And I'm like, wow, I'm really. Then sex ed happened when I was like in fifth grade, and I was like, oh, I get. <laughs> so then my brain went to something I've always wanted to pick for us, and it's the funny thing is today is the anniversary of its release date, June thirteenth, nineteen ninety-three. I love this movie. It's a very meta film in the sense of. The screen metas and everything like that. I'm going to Arnold Schwarzenegger, fucking last action hero. Oh hell yeah! We're gonna start the new Finally, season. Finally, you are gonna break a 30 year streak of me not watching Last Action Hero. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's something I just kind of thought about. It's one of the, one of my favorite films. It's got a lot of great characters. Okay, so. I'm gonna make a rule here, Brian. You have to watch it because now this episode, starting 100, we new start new vetoes for the next. Oh. Whatever. You only get one veto per 100 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I, never, I never used it. Yeah. I never used the first one. You but, can't bank um, them either. It's gone. You missed your opportunity. No bank. You don't bank them. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, where can the people find you, beautiful bastards? Uh, Joe. 
You can find me right here at Flyer State of Fear. Doing, uh, we have a couple episodes out. I got to get back into booking guests. Um, yeah, just check me out on this channel. Uh, find me on Twitter just right now. You know, talking Mets. It's fun. Chandango one. Uh, yeah, you know, you can find me at Herskules. I've been there since day one. I'm just out there in the in the in the down in the dregs, just firing out from the trenches of the Twitter trenches, fighting the good fight, being a troll. Mm-hmm. You guys find me at TG Dex uh, on Twitter, talking all the stuff, and then obviously players of the film YouTube. Other than that. All right, happy Pride. Bye. Yeah, bye. Ooh, pride, baby.